This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. We're here weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time on the BetQL Network. Follow the show on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joe G, let's head out to Vegas. I'm hoping I can get to Vegas before we kick off this NFL season and bring in Nick Kalikas. He's been on the show before. I always enjoy our visits with Nick at Fight Odds on Twitter. He's a pro odds maker, pro better over at Circus Sports. He's the risk supervisor. Nick, uh, we sort of had football on the screens last night, and uh, I saw that we had this. Of course, the Steelers cover went way under way under that was uh never in doubt but i saw that you guys over at circus sports were taking twenty thousand on sides for the hall of fame game that uh, some of us were able to get through last night 20k on sides are you guys nuts we are <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yeah that's not the usual common thing you see in preseason football you know in a game like that but uh again our Bob, Matt Metcalf, uh, sportsbook director. I mean, it's, you know, his lead that we follow and he made the call. And of course uh, we did it and ended up being okay. It wasn't too bad at all. Nick, one of the things we were talking about earlier this week and really interested in your perspective on, on kind of how this all works is the idea of which quarterbacks move the line in the NFL the most. And, and obviously it's not just about who's the best quarterback, Mahomes, Rogers, it's about who's behind them, who the backups are, the coaching staff, infrastructure, Take us into that. And it could especially become a thing this year, not just injuries, but the COVID IL. We saw it last year, but uh, it's probably going to be, uh, again, a thing this year. Kirk Cousins already had to miss some preseason time, training camp time, because he wasn't able to participate. Take us into that, Nick. Quarterback, line movement, Carson Wentz hurt now. H- how do you guys decide? How do you? How would you dive into deciding how much losing a starting quarterback would impact the line for a game? Yeah, it's a great question, and I think you touched on it a little bit as well. And for me personally, I'm not the one that's opening our NFL lines. I have guys I can lean on, like our sportsbook manager, Chris Bennett. I mean, the guy is a genius, so he's the one that kind of opens up the lines, and we follow his lead when it comes to NFL, of course, and we help out with the risk, no doubt about that. But as far as the value of a quarterback goes, it's all relative, really, to the quality of his backup. You're absolutely right. The biggest difference you would typically see from an elite QB to pretty much a lousy backup is about 11 points. That's how much value um, in between a good quarterback and kind of a lousy backup. Now, every situation is a little bit different. Um, using the Carson Wentz Colts situation, for example, like when Wentz was healthy, he was minus three relative to the line. And right now, it's, the Colts are about plus three and a half. So that's quite a swing in that situation alone right there. But yeah, it's basically relative to who the backup is and the situation there. Of course, you got to take other factors in, but I think that's the number one key thing. If you have an elite level quarterback and you have a capable backup, like another example would be um, Tampa Bay. uh, Well, the former Tampa Bay quarterback, of course, with Jameis Winston um, now at the Saints, of course, and Taysom Hill as his backup. Now that drop-off isn't from Winston to Hill is not as bad, right? As some of the other drop-offs you might see. Uh, For example, for Dallas, Dak Prescott. Um, that drop-off is a little bit worse, I would think, than, you know, Winston to Hill. So every team situation is a little bit different, but it's all valued on the backup position. You're absolutely right. And, Nick, we yeah, we, as we were going through some of the different situations, you would think, okay, if uh, Mahomes were to go down, best quarterback in the world, that's a huge drop-off. But you have a guy in Henny who knows the system, and he has some experience. Uh, Josh Allen with Buffalo, one of the best teams. He was in the MVP hunt a season ago. I know everyone kills Trubisky, but if forced into action, 
he might be one of the better quarterbacks that we have in the league this year. So, so maybe the drop off from those quarterbacks isn't as much as some betters would believe. Absolutely. You're right. And again, so the lines would not be affected, you know, quite as bad in a situation like that. Right. And a bigger line impact would be, in, you know, with a bigger drop off for sure. So yeah, I agree with you completely. It's going to be interesting. You know, the COVID situation is definitely a different beast that we've all had to deal with, you know, as far as the betters goes from the sports book perspective, just across the board, it has not made life easy on us for sure. Yeah, and Nick, on that, um, it feels like this year it, it, there's more unpredictability than ever. Last year as well, but um, you know, a guy like Kirk Cousins, we were talking earlier in the show about his touchdown props, things like that. I mean, good players who are relatively durable, right? There are quarterbacks that never miss time. They could miss time for a non-football injury this year. It has to play into the thinking for their lines, win total for a team, um, their props, touchdowns, yards, all that. It, it feels like there's a lot of uncertainty now. Uh, around things that probably there used to be some more certainty to. Absolutely. And that's, again, what makes it a little bit tricky, but not just for us, right? I mean, it, it, again, we're the house, so we're playing a little bit defense. We're trying to get ahead of all the you know, rumors or the COVID situation. So we're always trying to stay on top of it, but information gets leaked. And of course, betters are able to pick up from time to time the information before we do. So yeah, it's not an easy thing for the betters or for the sports books, but we tried to do our best and, Oftentimes, we are going to be ahead of it compared to the market, I think. This is BitQL Daily. Joe O and Joe G. Our guest is Nick Kalikis from Circus Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Fight Odds. Uh, Nick, are there any uh, such quarterback situations in the NFL where you think, you know what, it's a limited downgrade or maybe even there is zero downgrade. It, I'll just come out and ask. I'm thinking about my Chicago Bears here. Uh, we have the rookie quarterback and Justin Fields sitting as the QB2 right now. Everyone expects Andy Dalton to start week one just based off what Matt Nagy has said against the Rams, but we don't believe that uh, Fields will on the, be on the bench long. If the Bears were to make that switch, let's, let's say uh, they announce that Justin Fields is going to start week one against the Rams I, instead of Andy Dalton. Would the line change much? Um, that's that's an intriguing one there for sure. Again, and it wouldn't be up to me as far as setting that line or adjusting that line. It would be up to Chris Bennett first and foremost. But mm -hmm. yeah, I would think that that situation would be pretty close because, I, I, you know, Fields being a rookie, like you said, Dalton, I think, doesn't get that overwhelming respect from betters either, especially at this point of his career. So I think there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of intrigue around Fields and a lot of people are expecting him to come in, you know, maybe maybe not week one, but like as you said, um, pretty quick into the season possibly. So I think that the drop-off there wouldn't be bad at all. I think we would still see the line be fairly close. Maybe he would get a little bit more respect. I think maybe we'd see a point better uh, possibly in that situation. Fields wow. might actually, you know, even though he's a rookie, he might get a little bit more respect than Dalton. I think, because I think, you know, the ceiling is unknown for a guy like Fields in comparison to Dalton where we pretty much know what he can do and what he's capable of. So that is a unique situation. I don't think there's going to be a big drop-off. And, and that's amazing if you think about it, because like you're saying, a rookie coming into the league for the first time, and Andy Dalton, of course, a solid veteran in the league for many years. And I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, so I love Dalton. But uh, yeah, I totally understand that situation. And I'm even intrigued in a guy like Justin Fields, for sure. Uh huh. I hope for your case, you don't see Brandon Allen this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to what uh, to see what Burrow could do if he stays healthy all year. So, yeah, as a Cincinnati fan, I am excited. But it's been obviously a rough going for uh, historically for Bengals fans. There's no doubt. So, Nick, you you brought up the Bengals. Your Bengals. What's your read? I mean, Burrow is 
from what we've heard, uh, struggled a little bit here in camp, trying to get his footing back, his, his uh, legs back. It's not easy after an injury like that. It was a pretty significant one. Six and a half is their number. Both Joe and I think they could finish ahead of the Steelers. I, we, we're down on the Steelers. I, I think Bur Burrow and the Bengals are on the rise. Uh, high, high hopes for the Bengals this year, six and a half the win total. What are you feeling? I already bet over, baby. Uh, I agree with you. Again, that's, kind of a home, <laughs> that's kind of a homer bet for sure. Uh, but I do, I do believe it. I think they will probably get over that six and a half mark. Of course, um, hopefully they, you know, they can knock on the playoff door. So that would be what about nine, maybe even ten wins. I know that's a little bit stretching uh, things there for us. But I mean, we see the potential there with Burrow. So yeah, if, if he can stay healthy, if that offensive line can block for him, I think the Bengals will finish ahead of Pittsburgh, which is crazy to say because Pittsburgh's pretty much. You know, especially Cincinnati handled us, I mean, like nothing the last several, several years. But I do think we, we're going to see a drop off in Pittsburgh. And I think, obviously, the Ravens, the Browns are going to be at the top of the division. The Bengals are going to give them some trouble, though. So I'm looking forward to it. At least I hope that's the situation. Nick, we were talking about the Vegas Raiders earlier on in the show. And uh, you can let us know where you guys at Circus Sports are at with the win total right now. Uh, but what are you expecting? I, I know in hockey with the Golden Knights, you're just flush with money every single time they play. Is it a similar situation with the Raiders when you have so many people flying in just to watch NFL games? Um, we do, for sure. I mean, I think every local Vegas sports book is going to be buried on, you know, on the Vegas Raiders every week. But at the same time, for us at Circa, I think it's a little bit different because we do get that um, flow of sharp action that, you know, that comes in in comparison to a lot of other places. So for us, I think we don't just get that public action that you're going to see, you know, people betting local teams. We do get a lot of that, but at the same time, we have enough balance where people are taking the value or perceived value on the other side of things a lot of times as well. So it's not necessarily as bad for us, but more times than not, we are going to need uh, the other side of, you know, of a Raiders game here for sure. And right now it looks like the season win totals for us at Circa is seven and a half wins for uh, the Raiders um, under minus 125. So seven and a half under 25. And that's just our regular season wins. Now we do have alternate highs and alternate lows. The alternate high for us at Circa Sports right now, the Raiders eight and a half under minus 235. And the alternate low is actually six and a half over minus 180. So three different options for us, but Again, the main line is about seven and a half wins under 25 right now for the Raiders. Nick, you, you, that's, that's pretty big. <laughs> that is. Uh, Nick, UFC 265 tomorrow night. Uh, Lewis Gain, uh, give us some thoughts on the card and, uh, and, the, and the, obviously the uh, main event there. Man, it's an awesome main event, to be honest with you. Derek Lewis is quite the draw for the UFC right now. I mean, those are people that have not got to watch him fight. I mean, if you look back just at his highlights, I mean, this guy's a knockout monster. He holds the record in the UFC for the most knockouts right now. And he's facing a guy in Ciro Gone, which is, I think, one of the most talented prospects in the heavyweight division that we've seen in some time. And I'm saying prospects because the guy hasn't had all that many fights at MMA in, in the UFC, and he's already made it to the interim title fight, right? And this is, you know, he's been headlining these events and these pay-per-view cards as of late as well. So Gon's rise has been huge. And this guy is very talented. Of course, these two are both known for striking, so it should be a striker versus striker type of matchup. Gon being the more technical striker, the smoother flowing striker, I think he could definitely outpoint Lewis and do some damage along the way, where Lewis is more of the brawler that's going to, come looking to take your head off with one big punch of course so that's the intrigue in this fight for sure uh, but you are seeing a pretty chalky line right now at the moment um, right now at circa we have about minus 360 minus 370 i believe i'll double check that as we speak right now um 
yeah, he's minus 370. The comeback on Lewis is plus 305. So it's a difficult line to bet where it's at. I think it's probably going to be a dog or pat situation, of course, where the line is right now, especially in heavyweight MMA these days. Uh, but I do think Gon is the rightful favorite here. Okay, very good. How about uh, with the contest that you guys are running over at Circus Sports? I'm hoping that I can get out to visit you before uh, the season gets rolling. We've got Circa Million number three and also the Survivor contest. I see on the site that they're saying right now for the Survivor, the overlay is $5.3 million. Um, are, are, are the bosses a little concerned that they're behind? Uh, of course, there's, I mean, when you're, you know, Gary King that much money, I mean, there's always going to be that sweat for sure. I mean, last year, you know, during the pandemic, we weren't sure exactly how that was going to play out either. So there was quite an overlay. And then, you know, right before the, the season officially went, got underway, I mean, it ended up, the overlay ended up going away. So I don't know if that's the case here uh, for this year. Again, we, it's a different situation. I think we will probably be okay as far as the overlay goes but you never know so yeah definitely a sweat i mean when you're giving, guaranteeing 10 million dollars and i mean we have the contest to be in for sure at circus sports i mean between the survivor and the circa millions like you said fantastic contest and all the incentives and everything that they've added into the mix this year with Derek stevens i mean it's really genius but again the sweat is definitely there when you're giving out that much money no doubt nick what's the biggest thing coming in right now is ufc the biggest thing this weekend or is it nfl money flying in for the season well, you know what, for us, it's been pretty cool to see the rise of the UFC at Circus Sports, meaning that, I mean, every weekend we seem to get more handle on, on these fights and it's becoming more popular. So despite the NFL being king always, I mean, I think for us that the UFC this weekend is probably going to be, you know, king for Saturday, for example. I think, I mean, it's been that, that kind of trend for us. And so I do believe that the UFC card is going to be probably one of the most impactful events we will have over the weekend. But again, NFL is getting closer. So I mean, we're starting to see some decent action, some large bets coming in on NFL and everybody's getting that itch. Everybody's getting that excitement, especially with preseason football being here now as well. Yeah. We had the game last night and we mentioned that you guys are taking 20 K on size in the hall of fame game, which is uh, unheard of. I, I've been asked over the last 24 hours about Hall of Fame betting. Is it really uh, that many people jumping in and betting? And I guess you can you can certainly answer that one. What would you compare it to if we were uh, to compare it to another uh, sporting event? The action that you guys saw at Circa last night. Um, it's it's a little bit different, I guess. Uh, there, I don't know if you can really compare it to anything in particular. Um, but again, it's not going to be what you see on an NFL Sunday, but I right. think there was enough action there and, and there was enough intrigue that we did pretty well. Our handle was better than expected, I think, in a situation like that. Um, again, preseason football, very difficult to bet. Uh, so a lot of the obviously sharper betters are, are kind of holding out unless, you know, they have some good information or whatever, or they're, you know, they get out and their line is way different than what's uh, posted out there, of course. But I think for the most part, you're going to see some of that public action come in. And, you know, the excitement, like I said, people are just jumping the gun and ready to start betting NFL again. So I think it was pretty decent. Um, again, like you said, the 20K bets that we're taking as well, I think that's something different. And it, it, I raised a lot of eyebrows, but it, at the same time, I think that just shows you, you know, what we're doing and what we're capable of, of booking as far as action goes in the NFL season. I mean, I just got a message in relation to UFC to bump all our UFC limits as well. So we're nice. constantly trying to push it. We're trying to extend, I mean, across the board if we can you know, with bigger limits and in the hall of fame game, again, I know that was kind of different, but I mean, that's just a quick example of, of what we're trying to do and what the, you know, what the big picture looks like at, at circus sports with Matt Metcalf's vision. Nick Kalikas, risk supervisor over at circus sports. We appreciate everything. Nick always enjoy the visits at fight odds on Twitter.
How about lightning bets? Maybe uh, we can uh, put something that Nick had to say to use. Lightning bets are next. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.